And what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a nice, decent little episode for you as we are in uh, the second, as we are starting to begin the second full week of uh, keeping ourselves quarantined and uh, away from the outside world as far as uh, the coronavirus uh, is concerned. But um, like I said um, in last show, I, I will be here uh, providing you a fresh content of, of your favorite little uh, sports talk uh, podcast program. So hi everybody, Jai Shields here. Uh, got plenty of stuff to talk about. Give you my thoughts on this coronavirus. I kind of gave you it from a sports aspect last episode. This episode, I'll give you an aspect as far as life is concerned. And, uh, and, I, and I got a bone to pick with uh, the Chinese government, uh, the panicky and the careless American people, and uh, the President of the United States. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up in the monologue. And of course, I'll get to some sports uh, the NFL, uh, I'm primarily speaking of. Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, um, Nick Foles, among other things, is a, uh, it looks like it's going to be Mitch Trubisky's uh, replacement. And Bill O'Brien is the worst. I'll get to all things NFL free agency coming up later on in the program. But first things first, this coronavirus, okay, I got, like I said, president the chinese government for hiding it and your common regular american uh people first off with the american people I, i'm breaking them up into three categories i'm breaking them up into uh three categories okay first off let's start with the the panicky american people during this crisis uh, these are the people that obviously spend too much time uh, watching the news and news. If you think if you don't think that the news doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the American people has become so freaking uh, panic uh, stricken, you're crazy. The media and now don't get me wrong. This is this is a disease that or excuse me, this is a virus that will cause deathly harm to us if we're not careful but at the same time it's not it's not like that you know that the world's ending and it's zombie apocalypse i mean i mean we need it needs to be taken seriously yes but at the same time we we got it we got to put things in perspective here okay the panicky americans and i'm and what i the panicky americans that stay glued to the news 24 7 that basically every single time the news, whether it's local, national, newspaper, Twitter, whatever the case, Facebook, whatever the case might be, they can't put it down. And the news on and, and the news on all courts has basically hyped this up to be, you know, like like you know, like the world's about to end. Which it isn't. It's something that needs to be taken seriously and we shouldn't mess with this, because it is, after all, a deadly virus that basically uh, you know, among other things, has outside of a couple of elements, has the world on pause as of this moment. But 
still, we got to put things in perspective and we got to, and we got to, and we got to take it easy. Okay. And the, though the panicky Americans, okay. The panicky Americans. And I know, okay. I went to, I went to my local Safeway, uh, what was it last Wednesday night? I think it was with my father and I could not believe it. Shells aisle to aisle to aisle to aisle completely bare, completely bare. You you couldn't find anything. My father tried to, you know, tried to pick up uh, some bacon for us to have for the house, eat and cook for breakfast. And you couldn't find any. Because the panicky Americans, you know, who think that essentially World War Three is about to break out, what do they do? Like the like the morons, like my my mother showed me uh, last week about how there's a about how there's two brothers, whatever the case might be, you know, got together in a pickup truck, rented a U-Haul, and went state to state to state to state to state state to state, buying up all the hand sanitizer, buying up all the uh, the. Uh, the tissues, the Purell, just absolutely going crazy and and basically hoarding and gouging everything else so the poor you know so the poor person behind them who's making fifteen grand a year that has to feed his family of seven has nothing left. The panicky Americans go crazy because because they believe everything they hear. So what do they do? They go to the Costco's, go to the Sam's Club, they go to the Safeway, they go to the Walmart, and basically buy up every single freaking toilet paper, hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipe, Clorox cleaning item they can put their they can put their eyes on. To the point where I, to the point where I'm basically bouncing around Safeway Safeway on a Wednesday night in the middle of March at seven o'clock in the evening. And and, you, and, you can, and there's nothing left. To the point where my father wants to be, you know, wants to uh, buy some bacon so we don't go uh, go ham on the milk and eat, eat and eat cereal every morning, and he couldn't find any. Or to the point where you know, for the stuff that is still left on the shelves, the uh, gross the grocery stores have to basically write a note that you can only take X amount per visit. Greedy, panicky Americans, you all out there, and you know who you are. You know I'll, I'll, you know, feel the need to buy up every single uh, package of uh, toilet paper I can put my eyes on. Really? You know, buy buy up every every hand sanitizer and and, and basically act like that that they're little germs falling through the sky that are coming to eat us. Buy, buy them all up. You got more than enough. The grocery stores will be open until until the United States government says otherwise. But the grocery stores will be open. Yeah, I got I got fr- I got friends text me up saying I go to work. I got I work at Harris Theater. The grocery stores will be open, people. Let's calm down. They will be open. Jay Wiz. I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy up everything. Excuse the stutter, but I'll buy up everything, so the poor guy behind me has nothing left. Really, really. That's the first category of people. 
Second category of people are the stupid morons like the dopes that are out in Venice Beach playing uh, five on f- playing three on three basketball on the blacktop, and the stupid moronic idiots that were all over the internet that was like, "Oh, we only get one spring break a year, and I scheduled this back in you know back in January, so I- I'm gonna just go hit up South Beach." Really? Really? It's the coronavirus pandemic, okay? In case you, this is kind of a big deal. I, I, I know it's not what about the end big deal, but it's nothing to be it's nothing to be played with, okay? If Major League Baseball halts their spring training and postpones the start of their season, which is which if it had not been for this virus we will be talking MLB season predictions rather than breaking down coronavirus because the season because season starts this Thursday, March 29th. Or 27th, whatever the day is. But you get the idea. This Thursday is when the season starts. Okay? NBA season suspended. They got they got like five to ten players infected by the virus. Okay, NHL suspended, XFL season canceled, no tennis, no Indian Wells tournament, no Masters, no golf, no Players Championship, no nothing. NCAA, the women's tournament, D one and D two, D three. Canceled. March Madness on the men's side. Canceled. It's a big deal. Got no sport and got no live sports to watch whatsoever. I got to rely on reruns, you know, and I got to rely on uh, Texas and Nevada from uh, from t- from two years ago to get my uh, March Madness fix. Or Valpo and Ole Miss, circa 1996. If I want to watch uh, March Madness basketball, and and I and I got these dopes basically acting like it's business as usual on the blacktop court playing three on three basketball when there's an when there's a pandemic that among other things has shut down the United States of America. And the same idiot dopes and morons that are, you know, like it's business as usual, having their uh, having their spring break on Miami Beach. Does, yeah, let me tell you how serious this virus is. There are kids that are in this nation that by like the letter of the law of school hours, they might not be able to graduate, quote unquote, graduate on to the next grade or graduate high school or graduate college. Okay. I'm sitting here, uh, middle late March on March 23rd, and I don't and I and I, and two and in two months and six days from now, I'll be graduating high school. If if this coronavirus thing passes through, but that's a big if, okay? Schools shut down. Got one on the internet. And I got these dopes basically acting like, oh, it's no big deal. 
If, if I tell you, if one of them catches it and, and you know, vomits their, uh, vomits their tongue and gets coronavirus mixed with the flu, mixed with pneumonia, I bet you they'll care then. The stupid and the careless. That's the American people. Okay? And the second thing. I'm going to say things here that some of you might disagree with. Some of you might hate me for it. Some of you might insult. I really don't care. Because it needs to be said. Okay? And throw out what I think personally about the president aside. Okay? It's not personal preference. This is not party. This isn't about anything. Okay? I'm not interested in the Russia stuff with the election. I'm not interested in the Ukraine. I'm not interested in the Stormy Daniels. I'm not ex- I'm not uh, I'm not interested in the Access Hollywood tape with Billy Bush. I'm not, I could care less about all that. Cuz it doesn't affect my life one way or another. But this does. Okay? Our president of the United States, Donald John Trump Sr. has done a piss poor job with handling this virus. You can quote it. Piss poor. That's a quote. Okay? Let me get this straight. After the Ebola crisis in 2014, President Obama created the the uh the doctorate whatever you know d i r e c t o r a t e doctorate for global health security and biodefense and pandemic preparedness as the white house cabinet position you know what trump did when he got in the office he fired the whole team and you know what he didn't just fire him he didn't replace him Okay, the whole point of that team was to address disasters like said coronavirus. So basically, the United States wouldn't have to start from scratch in order to find a cure or find a vaccine to defeat it. What did he do? He fired everybody and then bothered to replace them. And this is when he tweeted on March 13th. He said, quote, For decades, the CDC looked at and studied its testing system, but did nothing about it. It it would always be inadequate and slow for a large-scale pandemic, but a pandemic would never happen. They hoped. President Obama made changes that only complicated things for Really, Donald? Really? We are in a national health crisis, and you choose that time to go after a past president. That, that you've made it clear from the get-go, you can't stand. Really. Really. This, this is what me and the American citizens have, have to be subjected to. Is this. When we're in the middle of a damn national health crisis, and I got you insulting a president that has been out of office for damn near four years. And then I got him in in the uh, in the in the uh, press conference on Friday. The, the reporter from NBC, wherever he's from, asked him an honest question, Mr. President. 
How is, what do you have to tell uh, the common American right now that's at home scared to death because of this pandemic? You know what, you know what he says? I think you're a terrible reporter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, what the hell does the quality of a reporter he is have to do with the question he just asked? He asked a softball, easy question as to quote Chris Rock, the easiest GED question in the world, and he could not pass the test. That was a softball question for, him, for Donald Trump to basically hit 700, 700 feet out the park and come off some presidential, comforting, warming, etc. And you know what he did? He somehow swung and missed on a softball that was that was lobbed to him at 15 miles an hour. And he and he goes to start tacking the reporter's character. Really? When we're in the middle of a damn health crisis, Donald, this is not the time for you to be picking your little stupid, asinine, petty, ridiculous personal fights, whether it be the the, the past president or any members of the media. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. We are in the middle of a damn health crisis that is costing small business and medium business owners across America tens of thousands of dollars in their pocket. While you are sitting up here picking fights with the media and, and attacking previous presidents. Really. Really. How about, here's, here's what I want to tell the president. Shut the hell up. Put down the Twitter. Put down the phone. Shut up. You don't know everything. Open up your ears. And you know what? Do your job. As your buddy Belichick would like to say, just do your job. Don't worry about what the report... I'm not interested. Neither is America. We care less who you like and who you don't like and your preferences. Because quite frankly, Donald, America doesn't give two dams. We, we really, really don't. When we have people dying left and right of, because of a coronavirus that could have been prevented it had not you fired a whole damn team that the previous president put in place to stop this if a thing like this will break out to begin with. My God. And again, when you finally do buckle down, don't take six months, okay? Don't 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 think that this will basically, you know, that you know, because the warm weather comes, life will go back to normal and the judge shields of the world will forget about it come middle of July. No, 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 no. Get it done now. Put an end to it right now. This is ridiculous. You got kids, I you got you you got seniors all across America in high school that guys that have busted their ass their entire life waiting for the gratifying moment at the end of the school year to graduate, and we can't do it because the government is too damn busy having his thumb up his ass and and and, and focusing on stupid crap that doesn't mean anything instead of fighting it, fighting and cracking down on this virus.
You got athletes that have busted their high bust their entire life to play in the NCAA tournament and they can't play it. Or they're playing state or regional championships and they can't because the virus has shut everything down. I mean, the, the, does Donald want to get reelected in tw- for 2020? Because everything, because it's like, it's like, I mean, when it, I mean, it's a thing in the Bible that says when you, when you, when you uh, fail the same test over and over again, it's not a test at that point. It later becomes a trial. And he keeps on failing the test. And it, and sooner or later, it's going to become a trial and he's going to keep on failing. As he wakes up, shuts the hell up, reasons with himself and says, hey, I got, I got to do better than this here. Now, like I said, my personal purpose is out of it. Me personally, I don't want four years of Donald, another four years of Donald Trump. That's beside the point. But for his sake, if you want to get reelected, I suggest you shut up and like try to find a way to crack down on this virus ASAP. Because every single time you 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 fail miserably at these at these White House uh, press briefings and on Twitter, whatever case might be, it's, you just dig yourself a deeper hole. And in 25, 35 years, none of us will give two craps about the pro quo with Ukraine or or kissing up to Putin with the elect with the uh, election nonsense with Russia. No one, because in the big picture, none of that matters in the big picture. And quite frankly, nobody cares about that. What they will care about is that their president, the 45th president of the United States of America, being asleep at the wheel while there is a worldwide global pandemic going on that shut, that shut down the entire nation and has hurt the pockets of millions and millions of other Americans. That aren't, excuse me, that aren't billionaires named Donald Trump or Jeff Bezos or Tim Cook. Get going. Don't, don't take five, don't take five months. Get it done now. Because I don't know about you, but I'd, I'd like to see my, I'd like to, I'd like to have a couple more laughs with my classmates and my friends. Before I graduate high school. Love those guys. And I and I don't and I don't want March and I and I don't know about you, but I don't want March I don't want March twelfth on Thursday, two thousand twenty to be my last day seeing them. I wanna see him again. I wanna graduate. I want to be able to see the Orioles <laughs> get beat the bricks off of them by the New York Yankees, guys, damn it. I want to, you know, watch, uh, I want to be able to, to have the option to watch uh, Kings, Kings and uh, Kings and Sons at 1030 at night. I want to watch Tiger Woods try to defend his master's title. We can't do that if we've got a government that's so, fo- that's so uh, focused and so occupied and busy 
worrying about their little worrying about themselves instead of the American people. Don't even get me started with the crooks that got caught with the insider trading. Don't even get me started on that. This isn't a matter about left, right, Democrat, Republican, none of that. It's about being fair, saying the truth for what it is, and calling it out and telling it like it is. And the fact of the matter of it is, like it or not, this president and this U.S. government they have the opportunity to overdo it and to make up for it. But as of right now, as I'm sitting here, they have done collectively. Donald and the government have done a piss poor job with handling this coronavirus pandemic. Piss poor. I could, I, I could care less who blows up my Twitter, uh, who, who barricades my DMs, my mentions. I'm not interested. I could, I could care less who doesn't like me. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not in this thing to, to, for friends and to get, and to get, and to get uh, likes and to be popular. I'm in it to say it and call it and tell it like a T.I. is. And the Chinese government's also to blame, too. Bunch of moronic idiots. Started started this freaking thing and then tried to hide it. Bunch of commies. So, so, originated this virus and then had the nerve and had the gall to hide it. Rather than making it public for what it is and try to defeat it before it got too big. What a joke. Come back. Talk some football in a minute. I'm going to tell the TIS podcast. Keep the music going, but um, the fact of the matter is, you know, 25, 50 years from now, nobody will give a crap about the multiple uh, controversies surrounding the Trump presidency. What people care about right now is how he and his cabinet and the government responds to this crisis. That has affected millions across America. Hit it!
I mean, I texted my boss earlier this morning expressing my concern. Boss that employs me over the summer. And he told me that saying that we're hanging tough and time will tell what the future holds on shuttered waters. Now, this is a man that's like in his mid to late 60s. And I'd hate to see anything happen to him medically as far as him, God forbid, contracting the virus or his business basically saying goodnight and yours truly being out of a job all because the government spent too much time farting around. I mean, he, he, he has to wake up, okay? It's, this is more about him and personal gain and his family. It's about the American people and making sure that the average person that owns a little small business is taken care of. Prince, hit it! As they recite the Lord's Prayer here in the bridge, my friend Jake, you know, Jake Simmons, fan of the show, Simmons on Sports, um, he sent me a thing on Snapchat saying that a furious couple was upset that because they were told they couldn't buy 552 cans of Mountain Dew at their Kentucky Kroger uh, grocery store. I mean, really? You need 552 cans of Mountain Dew? people. I, I swear. Get, get your priorities in order and worry about the next person behind you. My gosh. Such a good Prince song. Anyway, welcome back to Amatelica TIA's podcast. Switching gears now, uh, back to sports, um, to the NFL, which really been, if you're a sports fan, it's been your saving grace throughout this, uh, throughout this time where there's been no sports is NFL free agency, which is what I will lean on the second half of the show. Uh, first off, with possibly the biggest news that has uh, transpired in 2020 NFL free agency is that the quarterback that was there f- there for 19 years, 20 seasons, that brought them to nine Super Bowl, or excuse me, nine Super Bowls and six rings, uh, multiple uh, Pro Bowls, uh, multiple MVP awards, multiple Super Bowl MVP awards. No doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer, greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, says goodbye to the the New England Patriots and hello to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, He signs there on a two-year contract worth $50 million in full guaranteed money with up to $4.5 million a year in incentives. No trade clause and no tag clause is also in, included in the trade. So, uh, Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, 
which I mean I give you a million examples with with uh superstars looking out of place on their new team. I mean I could you know, Jordan on the Wizards, uh Brady's hero Montana on the Chiefs, Unitas with uh Unitas with uh the Chargers, uh Jerry Rice on the Seahawks or the Raiders, take your pick. Uh, Peyton Manning looked a little weird, uh, wearing the Bronco uniform, gotta admit. Um, Brett Favre in a Jets uniform. I give, I go on and on and on and give you a million examples. Uh, see if I can give you another, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure seeing LeBron on the Heat when he first got there was a little weird, um. I mean, because he is going to be, like, remembered as a Cleveland Cavalier, regardless of what he did in the big cities in Miami and L.A. once the season resumes. But, I mean, I could give you many examples of all-time greats looking weird in another uniform at the back end of their career. Um, Ebbett Smith with the Cardinals. There's one that just popped into my head. But, uh, but hey, I mean, this, is all, this honestly came down to money. Uh... Belichick, he and Belichick's now in a bind because, you know, Brady basically uh, went to Kraft to get to make sure that Belichick dispersed Garoppolo, which which Belichick was going to hang on to to be Brady's successor uh, when this inevitable day came. Um, but you know, Brian Hoyer, Andy Dalton, which which now looks like uh, out the question, but Cam Newton, I mean, you never know with Belichick. But he'll find a way. But we got time to break down. We got plenty of time to break down what Bill Belichick would do a quarterback. This is more about Tom Brady, and him basically saying goodbye to the franchise that that uh, gave that gave him a chance in the sixth round in the two thousand draft. That gave him a chance, took a chance, drafted him, and it's been sunshine and lollipops and cream and strawberries ever since ever since he came in uh when uh, Drew Bledsoe got knocked out in a Jets game back in September of 2001 and he's led them to six championships um nine Super Bowl excuse me nine Super Bowl appearances and uh has been in contention practically every year he's been at the helm for the New England Patriots outside of 2002 I believe Outside of 2002, uh, he's been, the Patriots have been in playoff contention or and or been in the playoffs every year that he's been a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Uh, I myself suspected, I thought, I got to admit, I thought Giants for a little while because they had hired the Joe Judge guy and, uh, you know, and it might, you know, I don't know. Some weird of me just said Giants. Um, I never said it on here, so don't go kill me for it. You know, this is it's just me just thinking. But I thought Giants for a little bit. But really, I honest to God thought he was going to stay with New England. And you know, why leave? Why leave a place that you know that you've been comfortable with all these years? Have plenty of success, plenty of great memories. His buddy Bob Kraft, you know, is still alive and healthy, owning the team. Uh, his buddy Julian Elman still sitting there at wide receiver, and you could also make the argument that with this coronavirus, probably put life into perspective for Tom Brady, 
for Tom Brady, you know, well, look what's happening in the world. I should probably reassess some things and put things in the proper perspective before I start whining and crying about me being in a bad relationship with Belichick and all that other sorts of stuff. But, I mean, and Belichick, you know, said Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time and grateful for what he did, blah, 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 blah. Which it was a good, uh, which is a good job about a Belichick, and you know, and it'll, it'll be a test, you know, uh, what you know, there'll be a test to see who was really responsible, uh, for who, did Brady need Belichick? What did Belichick need Brady? And you know, now that the band's broken up, we can't, we kind of get to see, uh, Bill Belichick's solo act for the first time really since he was in Cleveland back in the mid '90s, 25 years ago. And get to see Tom Brady without Belichick since you know since his days in Michigan, and you know he was like down way down the list on the quarterback depth chart. So this is really like the first time, I guess you want to say high school. Go ahead, the first time since high school, if not ever, that Tom Brady has basically had to be the man and man the ship without uh, BB sitting there, and it you know it should be a very interesting situation. Bruce Arians is a night is a nice offensive-minded coach. Of course, he was on that Pittsburgh staff that won the Super Bowl back in two thousand and eight. Um, they got Chris Godwin, who is who's a stud. Uh, Mike Evans is one of the top five, top ten, top five wide receivers in all of football. And uh, I mean, think about it. the this team went seven and nine when Jameis Winston led the league in interceptions. I mean, think about that. Now, Tom Brady's his interceptions and his play is is you know is decreased. But you'll take a forty three, you'll take a forty two, forty three year old Tom Brady over a twenty something Jameis Winston. That's just the fact of the matter. But but at the same time, if the Buccaneers were you know went seven and nine with a guy that all he did was turn over the football with a bad offensive line. Just think what they could do with the greatest quarterback of all time that still has some talent in them that can be utilized and 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 cross your fingers that the Buccaneers uh, address that offensive line so uh, Tommy Terrific isn't on his back 70% of the time. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, new places, new places, new faces. You know, I mean, get. I guess you could say it was time for a change. That Brady and Belichick kind of got sick and tired of each other. You know, being around each other for twenty years. You know, it kind of gets a little mundane. You kind of get a little sick and tired of each other, regardless how much success uh, you 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 would have or have had uh, with each other. You know, Brady wanted a little, wanted you know something fresh, something different for the first time in a long time, as he's now on the. Uh, as they say in golf, he's now on the back nine, well, well into the back nine of the, his career. Maybe, you know, Tom Brady always looking for a challenge. He said he wants to play till he's forty-five. He wants to make it extra difficult. Let's say, well, let's not do it with the uh, with the coach that I've had since the turn of the new millennium, and let's uh, see if I can make it to that play great till forty-five stage with a different coach, different scheme, different regime, different roster, different players in a different division and in a different conference in now southeastern United States rather than the northeast United States where it's 80 degrees and sunshine all year long for the most part. Um, and you also had to think that Tom Brady was also turned on uh, to pause, but 
uh, was uh, turned on by the uh, by the targets that he had in uh, Tampa with Godwin and Mike Evans sitting there. Uh, instead of you know the the Buccaneers have a tight end, the Patriots did not have a tight end. Then I don't know what I don't know what Belichick was up to. I don't know if he was asleep at the wheel or what, but uh, he did not have a, a master plan to uh, replace the great Rob Gronkowski after he retired following their 2018 championship season. But, uh, you know, something different. Change of scenery, I guess. Maybe it'll serve Tom uh, Tom, Tom, or and or Belichick for the best, maybe for the worst. Who knows? It yet to be seen. It definitely makes the Buccaneers a contender for the division. I tell you that the uh especially now that Bridgewater is now in uh is now in um Charlotte and I'll get to other free agency signings in a minute but now that he's in Charlotte uh which means Drew Brees can't afford now I know Taysom Hill's good but I mean or at least has potential to be but um the the uh Saints really have no margin for error. I mean, if you're the Saints, no excuses. No, you know, enough with blaming the Rat. Now, I, no matter how many times, you know, they come off as, you know, trying to rig the game, refs getting in the way, and I know it's frustrating this, that, and the other, but you're at the point now where you can't be, you, you, you can't be using the refs as your alibi and as your excuse for you losing, for, for, you, for you losing football games that you should be winning. You just can't anymore, okay? It was blatant in the NFC Championship game, debatable in the Viking loss. You've lost back-to-back home playoff games in overtime to, to on paper, pretty inferior opponents. I mean, what, Jared, Jared Goff is better than Drew Brees all of a sudden? No way. Kirk Cousins? Uh-uh. I mean, let, let's, let's be honest. And if you're the Saints, you have to be immaculate immaculate in the 2020 season because you are going to have the greatest quarterback of all time in a new city, in a new environment, in a different uh, position than what he's been accustomed to sitting there behind you looking for extra motivation. You know, he, he, he gets to play against Drew Brees what maybe once every three, four years. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not an everyday occurrence that, that uh that these two go up against each other it's it's not it's not it's not an everyday thing and here and here they'll be playing them twice they'll be playing them twice a year and Tom Brady will use it as extra motivation to uh to uh, take down and dethrone Drew Brees and the Saints Because I know somewhere down deep, Tom Brady's getting sick and tired of hearing Drew Brees this, Drew Brees that with with the uh, with the passing records. Yet he hasn't been in the Super Bowl in eleven years. So now, now the Buccaneers on aren't are no way in the world a Super Bowl favorite because they are too many because they are too many uh, better teams in the NFC than are in the AFC. AFC. It's what it, it you got great rate AFC. It's Chiefs, Ravens, Patriots. You know, if you if you can if you could uh, get past Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, you'd be fine. NFC not so much. You got Drew Brees and the Saints, and then you got 
and Rodgers and the Packers that made it to the NFC Championship game despite them falling flat on their face doing so. But you got the Packers in the north, the Vikings who are also a playoff. Not that they're a Super Bowl contender either, but they're still a, a tough uh, a tough group of guys that, I mean, that just ask the Saints that are willing to give you hell uh, if they uh, rise to the occasion. You got them. You have, in the East, you have, now, nobody's Super Bowl contender in that division, but again, that's a that's a tough-as-nails division, whether it be the Cowboys or the Eagles, take your pick. And, and then, of course, in the West, you have uh, the previous two NFC Conference champions in the 49ers and the much-inferior Rams, and then you have the Seattle Seahawks that always find a way to, uh, to wreck the party with Russell Wilson and company. So it's so getting to the Super Bowl is will be no out of the out of the NFC will be no easy task. No easy task. Especially especially when you playing especially when you play in the same division as Drew Brees you gotta face him twice a year, on top of the fact that ironically enough, the NFC South will play the AFC West, so Tom Brady will have to go through Patrick Mahomes you know, the quarterback's not going head-to-head, but figuratively speaking, Brady will have to go through Patrick Mahomes uh, for for a, uh, for a another consecutive year. So he's got to play the... So he's got to play the Super Bowl champions in the Kansas City Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, who had his... You know, who outplayed... Who outplayed Brady... When they played each when they played each other back in early December, in New England. So I go through Mahomes again. Play Drew Brees twice. And and then see what it, where the chips fall where they may. Matter of fact, let me go, look up uh, the Buccaneers, uh, schedule or at least their opponents, for. Uh, for 2020, because I know I looked it up in my facts and figures book that they play. Uh, well, they well they'll, well they'll play the uh, Chiefs at home. You can best believe NBC and or CBS will be all over that game. But uh, yeah, so I mean, li- listen to the playoff teams they play here. They play the Super Bowl champs and the Chiefs. The Packers is two. Vikings three. Saints, they play them twice, but that's the fourth opponent. So, was, okay, so they only play one, two, three. Okay, so they ha- they have six games against against the four uh, previous year's playoff teams. You know, and they lack lost opponents. Will you know Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Giants, uh, Lions. You know, so they'll be. But but the big boys, uh, when you got to when you, Drew Brees twice, the Packers, and the Chiefs, and you best believe, Fox will be chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit when they play, uh, when they you know make sure they get the at least one of the two Saints games on their on their on their air, and and NBC will probably snatch up the other Saints game. And ESPN will probably give you, uh, you know, Bucks and, uh, you know, will probably give you Bucks and Packers Week One, and CBS will have, it will probably give you Bucks and uh, Chiefs 4:25 in uh, early October. 
with Tony Romo in his new contract. But, I mean, it, sh it should be interesting. Should be very, very, very interesting, and I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the 2020 season. Looking forward. Bob Kraft put a uh, took out Ned in the Tampa Bay Times. Um, uh, thank you message to Tom Brady, and telling the Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay community to take care of him. You got a great one. So, props to Bobby Kraft on that one. Take a break. I got some choice words for uh, Bill O'Brien. Dumping uh, DeAndre Hopkins for essentially pennies on the dollar. Talk about that right after this. Welcome back to him. I tell like a TIS podcast. I told you I wanted to uh, get at Bill O'Brien for that absolutely indefensible, asinine trade. Essentially trading Deshaun Watson's number one target and uh, DeAndre Hopkins for a running back that is shot and David Johnson and a second and fourth round pick for next year's draft. I mean, Bill O'Brien. I mean, we thought your coaching we thought your coaching decisions and the Chiefs playoff game was bad. Oh. <laughs> this, my friends, takes the cake. Okay. He traded a guy that has 1,000 yard. He traded for a running back that has exactly 1,000 yard rushing season. 2016, on 293 carries, 1,239 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns, which has been the best season of his career. He was hurt in 20 and 2017. 
only had 11 carries for 23 yards. And in this past season, he had 94 carries for 345 yards and and didn't even average four yards a carry and had two rushing touchdowns. So let me get this straight. You traded for a guy that has had, again, one good season in his career and his career that's going on four years ago, and you essentially gave Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals one of the top wide receivers in football, who in his two seasons in the league has 632 receptions for a combined 8,602 receiving yards and and 54 touchdown receptions. Since 2013, I'm sorry. And and the stats since 2013, 632 receptions, 8,602 receiving yards, and 54 touchdown catches. And has only, and and he's only had two seasons where he hasn't uh, had uh, receiving yards under 1,000. 954 in 2016. Which if he could have gotten, you know, which, which he would have stayed on the field, or if he would have got thrown a couple more balls, he would have gotten a thousand yards. And of course, his rookie season when he had 802, but he's put together three consecutive thousand receiving yard seasons, and is top was one of the top five wide receivers in all of football. And Bill O'Brien basically traded him away for a running back. That ain't a patch on Emmett Smith's ass, who barely plays, and has one thousand yard rushing season in his career, and it's going on four years since he had that season. Bill O'Brien, you, my friend, indeed are the worst. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm either finding a way to get on Bill O'Brien's bad side, or, I'm, or I say, screw this, I want out, trade me. Because how are you going to trade the guy's number one receiving target? That's all they got at receiver. That's, uh, that's, he, that's his guy, that's Deshaun Watson's guy, is DeAndre Hopkins. That combination was why they got to the divisional game to play Kansas City. What? What? I mean, uh, hell, they traded they traded away Jadavion Clowney for the season started for a bag of Doritos. What? 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 what JJ Watt was the reason why they got to the divisional game. JJ Watt. JJ Watt might as well not even showing up. For the Kansas City playoff game. I've talked about that a million times. Did nothing in the game. What is, is JJ Watt next? You gonna you gonna trade JJ Watt for you know for a uh, for a Nintendo Game Boy game and a uh and, and a and a family sized bag of Cool Ranch Doritos? I mean, my God, you, you, you traded one of the top wide receivers in all of football for nothing. What, what, a second and a fifth round draft pick for 2021? And a, and a running back who shot 
who's only had one good season in his career? Really? And I'm supposed to take Bill O'Brien seriously as, as an NFL head coach who's pretending to be, a, to be an NFL GM? Really? I can tell you, Deshaun Watson requests a trade because you know what? It, it, it could save your NFL career. Please. If I was you, find the quickest ticket out of Houston, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because there's no way in the world that Texas are that the Texans are nearly as good a team without without their number one main man wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins sitting there. No way, not a chance. Bill O'Brien, you are the worst. Welcome back to Mattel Like a TIS podcast. Been a good show today. Um, just to give you some other news and notes surrounding NFL free agency before we uh, say goodbye. Um, uh, just off, just right off the bat, uh, AJ Green Bengals exercise the franchise tag on AJ Green so it looks like I mean and you'd be nuts to think otherwise but it sure does look like that the Bengals are, are drafting Joe Burrow so you know giving a wide receiver to work with and see if the AJ if the Burrow to uh, AJ if the JB to AJ connection um works out well uh, okay uh Browns snatch up uh Case Keenum on a three-year 18 million dollar deal uh, Cowboys offensive lineman Travis Frederick at 29 announces his retirement. Patriots cut Stephen Goskowski, who had many of uh, who had uh, many a kicking miscues this past season. He was their kicker uh, for 14 uh, seasons. Uh, let's see, 49ers get DeForest Buckner uh, to the Colts for a first-round pick, which is a good move by the Colts. Um, the Force Buckner All-Pro defensive tackle, and uh, the Colts need to build up that offensive need to uh, build up that uh, defensive line. And the 49ers doesn't hurt them either because they're just retooling for the future because they have so many uh, 
talents sit so many uh guys of talent sitting there or uh, for their defensive line that they re- that they're in the position where they can like use you know use one use a use it as a pawn use it as a piece to retool and gain first round draft picks to uh, retool their team so they um have a uh, lo- have a uh, longer ride uh buccaneers bring back jason pierre paul uh Falcons get Hayden Hurst from the Ravens. Uh Falcons get a 2024th round pick from the Ravens and are sending the Ravens a 2022nd round draft pick and a 2025th round draft pick. Uh Jason Witten is now a Las Vegas Raider, which means that the Cowboys uh give Blake Jarwin a four-year contract. Uh, I already brought up the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Austin Hooper is now a Brown. Phillip Rivers is now a Colt on a one-year basis. Um, I already mentioned A.J. Green gets the franchise tag, as does Derrick Henry. Devontae Freeman is uh, has been replaced by Todd Gurley down in Atlanta. Kirk Cousins gets a two-year extension. Bud Dupree gets the franchise tag. Uh, Chiefs place a tag on, excuse me, on uh, Chris Jones. I uh, already mentioned that Nick Foles is now a Chicago Bear, which I don't like because they still have the young, excuse me, have a young quarterback in Mitch Trubisky sitting there who is not the answer while they have uh while they draft a veteran guy who you know who and I and you know me no one loves Nick Foles more than me I mean I I, I love Nick Foles one of my one of my favorite stories in sports and one of my favorite players in the NFL but uh but I mean I got but he's not the answer when you when you got Mitch Trubisky sitting there at uh Sitting there at quarterback. I'm sorry. That's that's a, that's a terrible signing when you had guys like Cam Newton and Andy Dalton, you know, still sitting there. And else and outside of that little 2017 run off the bench, uh, J, uh, Nick Foles is not exactly a proven every day, day and day in day out, year in year out uh, starter. He's a, you know he's a, he's a lightning in a bottle guy. I mean, what what else do you want me to tell you? Uh, Hollister gets the second round, uh, tender, uh, off the Seahawks. Michael Brockers reaches a three-year, $30 million deal with the Ravens. Uh, Bears get Jimmy Graham. Uh, the Dolphins add Kyle Van Noy, reunited with his coach down in Miami. Uh, Jamie Collins is, uh, now a Lion. Marcus Mariota is a Raider. After Ryan Tannehill gets a massive extension um, with uh, the Tennessee Titans, um, A.J. Klein reaches a three-year, $18 million deal with the Bills. Uh, and the Bills also got Stephon Diggs from the Vikings for a first-round pick, among others. And Amari Cooper uh, is a rich man down in Dallas, not Dak Prescott, as he gets a $100 million deal with Dallas. Which me personally, I don't. I mean, me personally. I mean, first of all, let me give you the Diggs one. Uh, Diggs, he's a nice talent, a total headache. You know, he's. He, I mean, and the guy, guy made one catch in a Minneapolis miracle, and he thinks he's uh, Chris Carter. 
I mean, they, they'll need the the ta- they'll need the talent out there at wide receiver on the offensive lo- side. Will give Josh Allen some help as far as a deep threat is concerned. But I mean, and it'll certainly help the Bills try to dethrone the Patriots as AFC East champions, which is definitely what what's on the minds of the Buffalo Bills fans everywhere now that Brady is now in Tampa. Uh, that's my thoughts on that with Amari Cooper and the Cowboys situation. I understand Dak Prescott in a weird spot because he because Prescott plays the most important position on the team, but he's not the best player on the team. In order for him to, in order for Dak Prescott to be successful, you got to build, uh, you got to build a, a nice team around him. But I wouldn't give Amari Cooper a hundred million dollars for five years. That 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 I just I just do not agree with whatsoever under any circumstances especially when you got to pay a quarterback and and you gave Zeke all that money and you saw what Zeke did when he got all that money he essentially quit on the team for lack of a better word I mean he 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 spit the bit in 2019 that's all there is to it um let's see Randall Cobb is now a Houston Texan for a three-year 27 million dollar deal uh Let's see. The uh, 49ers get uh, safety uh, Jimmy Ward uh, for three years. Um, let's find something else here in my notes. Drew Brees will be a Saint for two more years, $50 million contract. Uh, so hopefully he'll get another uh, he'll get another crack at it, which I would love to see. I'm a Drew Brees guy. Uh Cam Newton is out of Carolina, and Teddy Bridgewater is in, like I brought up earlier in the program. Three-year deal in the $60 million uh, range for uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. Um, Malcolm Jenkins is gone from the Eagles. Um, brought up Phillip Rivers. Uh, Darquest Denard. Three-year deal with the uh, Jaguars. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Thomas Davis, uh, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, reunites with Ron Rivera in Washington. Uh, Steelers add another Watt brother. They get fullback Derek Watt um, off of the hands of the uh, off the hands of the. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, if my uh, memory serves. Yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers. So they get him uh, from uh, they get him from Los Angeles. Uh, let's see anything else before we get out. Um, I mean, it's I mean, see where Cam Newton and Andy Dalton ends up. I mean, there was news out there that the Patriots weren't. Leaning in the direction of uh, Andy Dalton, which I mean, I mean, who could blame him? No playoff victories uh, in his entire NFL career. Uh, Seahawks uh, nabbed Quentin Dunbar earlier today via trade, and Seattle gives up a fifth-round draft pick to do so. Jimmy Smith resigned with the Ravens on a one-year deal. Um, brought up Stephen Goskowski got released. Redskins get Kyle Allen, trade with the Panthers. Um, Randy Gregory files free in the statement with the Cowboys. Patriots bring back Brian Hoyer. 
DJ Swearinger comes back with the Saints. Um, Sean Payton has coronavirus, uh, by the way. Uh, that came out a couple days ago. Broncos, two-year deal with Nick Vanette. Uh, they also, then the Raiders pick up Nelson Aguilar. And Jameis Winston, no longer Buccaneer, obviously. Emmanuel Sanders is now a Saint on a two-year basis. Nice pickup with the Saints. Bolts up the receiving core. I mean, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Manuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees. You can't get more deadlier of a uh, of an offensive attack than that. With Jared Cook sitting there at tight end, and of course, um, our little uh, our friend, uh, um, uh, Davis. I, Lord God, if he's listening, forgive me for Deontay Harris. I I got had a brain for it, but of course, uh, Deontay Harris out of. Uh, Archbishop Curley High School. And I also brought up that Todd Gurley is now a Falcon. Uh, the uh, the Rams cut him uh, earlier uh, last week, uh, which, I mean, who could I mean who could blame him? I mean, the guy has not been the same. I mean, you thought something was up when he wasn't as active in the Rams game plan in, uh, in, the, in the playoff game against... Uh, in the playoff game against the Cowboys, in the divisional game, of course, the championship game on the road against the Saints, and then two weeks after the Saints game, uh, against the new against the uh, against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, you always knew something was up uh, with his knees. I mean, I don't know. Let's see if he can uh, find the fountain of youth and can uh, find the old Todd Gurley down in uh, down in Atlanta with Matt Ryan and company after they said goodnight to uh, said goodnight to Devontae Freeman. But um, I don't know. Let's uh, it remains to be seen. But that's why they play the games and that's why we watch the games. But um, should be interesting. It's been a nice. Intriguing NFL free agency, that's for sure. I, got, I, t- I tell you, I tell you that much. Been a very intriguing, interesting NFL free agency, and uh, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed it. Gives us has given us something uh, to converse about. So I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Amatelic TIS podcast. Good show today. Uh, next week I'll find something to talk about. Um, definitely we'll get a guest on next episode. Um, talk to you guys later in this current week. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, stay hygienic. Um, follow me on Twitter at the J Shield. Follow the show at Amatel underscore it T I S. It's your boy Josh Shields. Talk to you in the next one. See ya.